Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, all you Golden Globes fans out there. Uh, we are here for our first TV prediction slugfest of the year. I'm Marcus James Dixon. I'm here with Daniel Montgomery and Zach Laws. And first up, we're going to talk about our drama predictions. So drama series, drama actor, drama, drama actress. And then if, we're, if, we're, if we think any drama people will win supporting, we'll, we will mention them as well. That's, it's weird because supporting combines dramas and comedies and TV movies and limited series. Um, but first off, Daniel, you have big news. You just switched your prediction. And Zach, I think you did too. Um, so let's go to Daniel first. What were you predicting and what are you predicting now to win best drama series? Uh, well, I had uh, like sort of the consensus pick the crown to win best drama series at first, sort of by default, just because it feels like this year is so in flux. Uh, that it's the only thing that I'm confident that the voters like, but they also don't like to repeat themselves too much at the Globes. So I moved it down to number two and I moved, you know, lateral move because Netflix is still my number one. I moved up Bridgerton, um, mm. which has a similar appeal. It's, it's this swanky, uh, high production value, British, uh, 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 like costume drama. It's buzzy. It's number one on Netflix, uh, on their charts uh, consistently. Uh, like it, it really feels, it's Shonda Rhimes who won this for Grey's Anatomy. It feels like it's it's coming at the right time. And yeah, you know, cause it aired, you know, premiered at the end of December. So it will have buzz going into the Golden Globe nominations which are in early February, uh, which helped the crown win the first time. It won best drama series like less than two months after it premiered. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going with Bridgerton right now. It's still a long way to Globes, so uh, I reserve the right to change my mind yet again, but it's bright, <laughs> it's shiny, it's new, it's buzzy, it feels like a Globes kind of thing. And Zach, what were you predicting before today, and now what is your official pick? Uh, well, just like Daniel, I was being really boring and picking The Crown, um, which won all the way back for its first season in 2016, but hasn't won since. Um, one of the things that we know that the Globes like to do is they like to anoint a new uh, front runner. Um, they did this last year with Succession when it won drama series um, after a really buzzy first season that then grew in appeal with a couple of Emmy wins and then culminated uh, in this uh, big Emmy victory um, this past year. This year, I think that they could do the same thing for The Mandalorian which I think if you looked at the vote totals probably came very close to winning drama series at the Emmys last year. 
um, because it won what seven awards yeah. in total. Yeah, yeah. one seven. I think it was tied with Succession for the most Emmys. So really big haul. Now, what's interesting is that this was a show that the Golden Globes did not uh, appreciate in its first season. In fact, did not nominate it for anything. But, but they did nominate. They did nominate Karen Culkin that first year. There's a uh, weird right. lone supporting nomination. Right for for Succession. Yes. Um, so the Mandalorian was was completely left off, but it has this. Um, it has this air of respectability now because of all of its Emmy wins. Mm -hmm. And I think that the Globes might take this as an opportunity to put themselves forward as once again, predicting next year's big Emmy favorite, which could very possibly be the Mandalorian. Um, so that's why I'm picking that. Um, then again, they could always just go for the most respectable choice, which would appear to be the crown. Yeah. Um, but they don't like to repeat themselves very often, as we've said. The Crown, I've always been like somewhat of a fan of The Crown, but this season, season four, was by far my favorite. Um, with the Gillian Anderson edition and Emma Corrin and um, Josh O'Connor. And, you know, they almost, you know, uh, sh sh overshadowed the regulars. You know, Helena Bottom Carter and, and Tobias Menzies were not in it that much. And Olivia Coleman, um, I'm actually not even predicting her to get nominated. We'll talk about that later. But my pick for the longest time was The Mandalorian. And I think you're right that it could win. I recently moved it down to number two though, because I think something else could win. And I realize it's a little bit crazy because last year it got snubbed across the board. It didn't get anything. And that's The Boys. But The Boys grew so much this year in terms of buzz and respect and their awards campaign shows it. Everyone from the boys is doing interviews this year, vir virtually, of course. Um, but even though it, it got snubbed, like look what Daniel just re reminded us about Succession. Like it was not a big show for the Globes in season one. And then it came back and won last year. And you know, thankfully for, for all the shows we're mentioning, Succession is not eligible this year. So that's why we're not really talking about it. Um, but yeah, I think the boy, do you think I'm crazy for going with the boys? Well, I mean, not any crazier than we are for going for the Mandalorian or Bridgerton, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're all kind of putting ourselves out on a limb with these picks, you know, cause these are all shows that, um, like you said, I mean, they've, they've either grown in esteem or in the case of Bridgerton, they are this shiny new object. Yeah. The shiniest. Um, I think that, you know, we should probably talk about, um, you know, this, later on when we get into our, our lead acting predictions, but you know, depending on which show does the best in terms of getting its performers in, um, that's really going to be the telltale sign for us. Mm -hmm. Like if for instance, um, The Mandalorian, which is not a show that's really um, looked at for its acting um, necessarily, if somebody like Pedro Pascal were to get in, that would be a show of confidence. Or in the case of uh, The Boys, somebody like Anthony Starr, or in Bridgerton, um, and uh, I'm trying to, going to try not to uh, <laughs> butcher his name. Uh, Reggie John Page, is that right? Uh, I think it's a hard G. I think it's Reggae. Reggae. Okay. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> he, if he's watching this, he can let us know which one of us is wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I put him in my um, actor predictions as well, just because, um, and I should say I have all three of those performers in my predictions because. Um, 
and either for any of those to win, I think that they do have to do well um, across the board in terms of nominations. Right. Um, they at least have to get an acting nomination. Like if I'm all aboard the Bridgerton train, um, I, I have it getting nominated. Um, but if if Reggae doesn't get in, and if um, sorry, if Phoebe doesn't get in, then I may I may you know lower it down. Like if if it's just Bridgerton that gets nominated, then you have to reconsider maybe a winner prediction. Same with the boys. If Anthony Starr doesn't get in, or or uh, the Quaid boy, or uh, Carl Urban, then maybe you know it's it's gonna it's gonna have a harder chance of winning. Same with Pedro Pascal and Mandalorian. Yeah, it's one of those Game of Thrones situations because the Globes never really cared about Game of Thrones. And so, but it was so, it was such a big hit and it was so cool every year that they kept nominating it for Best Drama Series, but they very rarely nominated the actors for it. Like just mm -hmm. uh, uh, a Peter Dinklage in the first year who won. Uh, and then I think maybe uh, Lena Headey once and, and then Kit Harrington for the last season. I don't even think they nominated Game of Thrones the last season. They nominated him. Um, so like, yeah, I, I do think like the Mandalorian, especially Mandalorian, if Mandalorian is a best drama series front runner, it needs Pedro in. Um, I think Bridgerton, depending on how other shows do, I think it, Bridgerton needs at least one of its leads to get. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the boys too definitely needs uh, a, a lead. At least one. Um, we haven't talked about HBO yet. They have Perry Mason, uh, they have Lovecraft Country. Those are the two of the highest in our odds. Do you think one will get in? Do you think both or, or neither? Right now, I do have Perry Mason getting in. I recently removed Lovecraft Country. Um, I love that show, but it's very, it feels very genre-y. And I know sometimes they reward genre things, but Watchmen didn't get anything last year. And Game of Thrones was always, you know, forgotten by them. Yeah, I mean, like you said, and, and also we should say, you know, we have things like The Boys and The Mandalorian in our predictions. There is going to be a limit to how much genre stuff they have in. Mm -hmm. um, I, I too have Perry Mason in over Lovecraft Country, even though I, like you, I love Lovecraft Country. I think it's a brilliant show and I think it's incredibly timely. Um, but, you know, it, it, it does feel very Watchmen-y which might bode well for its Emmy chances next year, mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily for its Globe chances. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just going to depend on like how, you know, what their, um, what their taste is for, for genre stuff for overall. How much yeah. yeah but we tricky. know something, yeah. I was just gonna say, but we know that something from HBO is gonna get nominated because yeah. If there's one thing we know about the Globes is that they they love to check off every major network box. So, yeah, it's tricky because they both feel like and, and you know they weren't that long ago, but the way the pandemic has dilated time, like Perry Mason and Lovecraft Country, feel like they were they came out a decade ago. And I love Lovecraft Country, <laughs> um, and it's very timely and and urgent. But it, it, again, it's it's it has a Watchmen feel. They didn't care about Watchmen. Uh, I bet the Globes would have cared about Watchmen if it had won the Emmys first, because sometimes mm -hmm. the Globes like to be the first to anoint something. Other times they like a good bandwagon. Mm -hmm. um, so, but since this will be the first go for Lovecraft Country, I don't know if they're going to get it. I don't know if it's, it, it's hard to say because there are only like 90 you know, to 100 members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So like what their specific 
mercurial tastes are this time this year. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna it's hard to tell. I would say on paper, Perry Mason probably looks stronger, but it's not particularly even timely in terms of you know its story. So like I I, I don't know yet. I'm more confident about Matthew Reese than I am about the show as a whole. Yeah. Um, another show we should mention is Ozark. Right now at Gold Derby, we are predicting five nominations: series, actor, actress, supporting actor, and supporting actress. That would be, you know, a lot for the show. It's only ever gotten in for Jason Bateman. None of the other people I just mentioned have ever gotten in. So, I mean, that that to me is a give or take. It's either going to get in and have a, a lot of acting nominations, or it could be snubbed across the board, except for Jason Bateman. I will say this was my favorite Ozark season ever. Um, it was so good and so dramatic, and the way it ended was just, you can't look away. But... I don't know the fact that it's never gotten into series it's rare at the globes for a third season show to get in um you know succession was second year fleabag was second year um i don't know i'm sure it's happened before but it, it's not it's not what they like to do what they like to do is find the newer shows the bridgertons and, and, and reward those yeah i mean like the the breaking bad comparison is pretty apt right because like that was a show that they never really appreciated or got uh, um, I, I think it was probably like towards the end of its run that it finally got recognized, if at all. Yeah, the very last season it won series and actor, but only after the Emmys gave it best drama series. And it, and it, it you know, the Golden Globes gave it uh, the Golden Globe for best drama series right after it went off the air, uh, which would then win the, the Emmy the following year. So, uh, so they were, that was definitely a bandwagon. And I think it's also just a question of how many Netflix shows are they really going to nominate for best yeah. drama series right now we're yeah. talking about uh the crown being the front runner and uh which is a show that we know they like um bridgerton possibly getting in um ratchet as well i mean they love mm -hmm. ryan murphy at the golden globe so can't really count that out like are they really going to go with this you know the third season of a show that they've never really liked despite how good it is um yeah when they have these like shiny new Netflix shows to to anoint. And it's funny you mentioned Breaking Bad because Ozark feels like a, a very Breaking Bad type of show. So, you know, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Maybe they just don't like those dark, gritty dramas. And I think this is one where the bandwagon would have really helped Ozark uh, because, you know, if, if, if this show had exploded at the Emmys, uh, which it did in the nominations, it got tons of nominations, um, but if it had swept and it won Best Drama Series, then I think we'd see the, uh, the bandwagon effect uh, where, you know, the Golden Globes don't want to feel left out or feel like they've missed the boat on something mm -hmm. important, uh, so they vote for it. The fact that Ozark disappointed so significantly in terms of winning Emmys, it only won for Julia Garner, um, I don't know that there will be an urgency around it this year that it that it didn't have last year. Yeah, maybe it's SAG. Um, some other shows we haven't mentioned, Killing Eve, Better Call Saul, Hunters, P-Valley, um, Big Sky, We Are Who We Are, This Is Us, Homeland. So there's a lot that they can choose from. Who knows? We're probably gonna get half of our predictions right. The Globes are so unpredictable. Yeah. We'll don't sleep out. on P-Valley, that stars, yeah often has like this one show every year that they will kind of uh, rally behind 
yeah, because the Golden Globes are really the only organization that's really rallied around uh, STARS programming. Um, and P-Valley had great reviews, so it feels like something that could happen. We should also say one of the other things that the Globes like to do is, um, is uh, give legitimacy to a new streaming service. Um, certainly they did that when they nominate, when they were the first group to nominate the morning show um, last year, um, giving Apple TV plus its, uh, its credibility. And also they were the first people to really acknowledge uh, Hulu with nominations for casual, which never got any Emmy love, but it did open the floodgates for something like The Handmaid's Tale to be recognized. And so this year, the new kid on the block is HBO Max. Um, on the drama side for them, they have um, Raised by Wolves, which is also very genre-y. And um, I don't know if, if that's going to um, register with them as much as something like The Flight Attendant would on the comedy side. Mm -hmm. But I bring that up to just say like, you know, they're, they're probably, you know, their love for HBO might also extend to HBO's new uh, streaming service, which is also getting into uh, the original programming game. I think there, there's a couple of other titles um, that they have in contention, right? Like um, Industry is one of them. And I think We Are Who We Are falls under HBO Max as well. Um, I think We Are Who We Are was HBO, but it, it's it, so it, confusing it <laughs> together because anything that's on HBO is on HBO Max. Like you exactly, can watch yeah. it, it, it to the place. Some things are exclusive to HBO Max, but uh, I think We Are Who We Are is uh, uh, HBO original flavor. Okay, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Not um, HBO it, Vanilla. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's something that you should always look out for because they do like to, um, they do like to uh, help not just anoint new frontrunners, but also um, give a little bit of love to, uh, to new programmers. Well, moving on to TV drama actor, we talked about Matthew Reese a little bit earlier, Perry Mason himself. Uh, I am predicting him to win, which is why I put the show back into my predictions. I had removed it for a while, but now it's back. Because usually, I mean, there are exceptions, but usually if you win for a show, your show, almost always has to be nominated. Usually they, they pair them up and they both win. So like, you wouldn't be crazy if you think Matthew Reese is going to win actor that Perry Mason also wins a series. Uh, Zach, who do you have winning this and why? I also have Matthew Reese winning um, because he is, um, you know, way overdue at the Golden Globes. He didn't win uh, for the final season of the Americans, even though that one drama series mm. Oddly, it was this weird Emmy switch where he won the Emmy and the show lost, but then the show won at the Globes and he lost. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you're right. I mean, they could, they do like to pair up a, a show uh, and its leading man. So, I mean, we could, I, I don't know if we're necessarily going to see a scenario where the boys and Anthony Starr win or uh, Bridgerton and uh, Reggae Jean Page or uh, Pedro Pascal for The Mandalorian. Uh, what could end up happening, which would be really out, really way out there, uh, but but not atypical of the Golden Globes. When they have a big movie star nominated on the TV side, um, they will sometimes go with that person. Um, and that person could be Al Pacino in Hunters, who has won multiple Golden Globes, both on the film and television side, and just continues to get nominated by them, even when the Oscars and the Emmys uh, ignore him. So I, I, I would not 
sleep on the possibility of that happening. Yeah, I think uh, Al Pacino has been nominated 18 or 19 times. Um, <laughs> and and he's won the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Lifetime Achievement. So they love him and they love him for things that no other groups love him for. Like they nominated him for Danny Collins of the film. Uh, they, they, they nominated him for uh, uh, you know, films that really aren't among like his most lauded uh, uh, or, or his, his best remembered films. Uh, certainly he got, you know, Serpico, Godfather, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, all of those things he was nominated for. But um, yeah, they love him no matter what. Uh, so, and of course they nominated him last year for uh, The Irishman, even though uh, the star of that uh, film, uh, Robert De Niro was snubbed basically by awards groups all over the place. So I love Hunters. Could get in here again. I don't think he wins. He doesn't usually win when it's when it's like a show or a movie that's not like really talked about. But he could get nominated either way. I loved Hunters. I just can't fit him into my predictions. I literally don't know who I would take out to put him in there. Who do you have winning, Daniel? Um, I have Matthew Reese at the moment, uh, which is weird because I don't currently have Perry Mason in for series. But the interesting thing about this category, I'm looking at these other nominees. It's very ensemble These other uh, people I'm predicting, uh, Josh O'Connor in The Crown, that's a, a, an ensemble series. Reggae John Page for Bridgerton is an ensemble series. Anthony Starr and the Boys, that's an ensemble series. Al Pacino and Hunters, I don't see there being a lot of enthusiasm before maybe a nomination for him. So Perry Mason plays the title character in like he, he's he's front and center on the show. And so I could see him potentially being the kind of person who wins even without a series nomination, yeah. sort of like a Rami Youssef for Rami or right. uh, uh, Rachel Bloom for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like these are actors who play like the central piece of their show. Um, and, and like uh, Zach said, he has an IOU because he didn't win for the Americans even when the Americans won best uh, drama series a few years ago. So uh, I, I do have uh, him winning there. I'm not entirely confident, but I'm less confident about anyone else in terms of winning. I recently put in Reggae Jean Page and removed uh, Jonathan Majors just because of the whole Lovecraft thing. I don't think they're gonna go for that. I could be wrong. I'd be happy to be wrong. And I also, you know, for a while I had Pedro Pascal winning this category and now I don't have him even nominated. It's one of those weird roles where he's, his face is only shown, you know, very, very rarely. I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it, but I can't think of a, of an example of somebody like that who, who's not shown on screen getting nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, it'd be a pretty weird one, but I do have him predicted just because currently I'm predicting the Mandalorian to win so I, I feel like I kind of have to mm. but I, I could see him very easily missing um, for you know somebody like a maybe a Jonathan Majors if they actually do watch Lovecraft Country and like it he's definitely somebody whose profile is is rising so he would mm. be perfect um, for a Golden Globe nomination um, Josh O'Connor I just recently took out of my predictions I have this I have a weird um, uh, collection of, of people. I'm just like putting in people who I think are gonna be in nominated shows like Anthony Starr, Pedro Pascal, Reggae Jean Page, Matthew Reese, and then Al Pacino. And I took out Josh O'Connor just cause I think that 
the um, the women of the crown are going to be amply recognized. Yeah. Um, and so I could see him and Tobias Menzies um, just kind of being overlooked and, uh, as a way for the Globe voters to, you know, spread the love to other shows. They need more slots. I mean, the Emmys do six for leads and, and I think seven now. They keep changing seven for supporting. Eight and for, for eight, is it eight now? Um, <laughs> it's and a relevant number, it, yeah. Tomorrow yeah, it, nine. It's, it depends on the number of submissions in the category uh, now. Uh, so this year it was six for lead and at eight for supporting for both. And the Globes stick with five. It's not enough. It's really, especially when you get to supporting it, which is that's catch all category. It's, it's very hard, but we, uh, we should move on to drama actress. Um, I mentioned earlier, I'm not predicting Olivia Coleman. I think she'll get in for the father over on the film side. And what's interesting about her is she's never lost a globe. She's been nominated thrice and she won each of those three times. And so she could win for the father. So I think she'll go four for four, which is possible. But so I don't think she'll lose here. I don't think they're going to waste, quote, waste the nomination on her when they're going to give her one on film, especially we were just talking about how stacked these categories are. So I have Emma Corrin winning. She plays Princess Diana. She was like the star of the show this year. And I'm, I'm, I'd be curious to time Emma's performance and time Olivia's performance to see how different they were. I think they were on screen about the same amount of time. You might be right. I actually do. I, I, I also have uh, Emma Corrin predicted to win, even though I still have Olivia Coleman predicted to get nominated, um, just because you know she's she is the central figure of the crown, even if her um, her role in it is slightly um, she takes you know uh, second stage to. Emma Corrin and also to Gillian Anderson, mm -hmm. uh, who I have predicted to win in Supporting Actress. Um, but yeah, Emma Corrin just feels like that kind of newcomer that the Globes yes. love mm -hmm. to anoint. And, you know, she is this you know, like breakout star of the crown this season, much in the same way that Claire Foy was for um, season one uh, when she won. So I could definitely see that happening, even if she is nominated against her co-star. I'm I'm thinking that this like I, I have to look back at history. I'm trying to think of any other show, given how quickly the Globes usually move on, uh, any other show that has won lead actress for three different women. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be kind of wild, but very plausible. I have uh, Emma Corrin in second. I, I do have Olivia Coleman in to win, which I don't want to call her a placeholder. I don't like it's not like a uh, like she doesn't have merit, but same reason I had the crown and best drama series. It feels like the show we know they like, the performance we know they like, and of Olivia Coleman's two past Globe wins or three past Gold wins, like two of them were surprises. Uh, you know, her win for the Night Manager was very surprising because yeah. uh, the Emmys weren't super into that, uh, but the Globes loved it. Gave it three acting awards. Uh, then they gave it to her uh, last year for the, the Crown. Uh, when we thought that they would go all in on uh, the morning show and Jennifer Aniston, because that was the shiny new show. Um, and, you know, so the one we were expecting was the one she won the Oscar for, which was the favorite for film. So, but like the love of her is not because she's attached, she happens to be attached to things they love. Like they clearly love her. Um, yeah. So I, I think she'll be nominated even if she ends up losing to Emma Corrin. Um, but really, 
I'm having a trouble making a case for a win for anyone else in this category, although it will depend on uh, what the nominations look like. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll be one of those two. I have in second place, Sarah Paulson. This may be, you know, a fanboy pick, but she was ratchet. I mean, she, without her, the, she was also a producer on the show. And we know they love Ryan Murphy productions. His shows win here, I think, more than any other award show. I mean, Glee won twice for Best Comedy Series here, and it didn't even win once at the Emmys. Nip Tuck won Best Drama Series. Right. And, you know, all of his actors, I think we have a photo gallery of all of his actors that have won awards and actresses. There's a lot. So she could just be the latest. I mean, she did win for OJ a few years ago, so the, the Globes don't owe her anything, which is interesting. But I don't know. I have her in second. I have Laura Linney in third for Ozark. And again, she's never been nominated for the show, but she's won Globes before for John Adams and The Big C, I think. So they love Laura. I, I think Sarah Pulse is definitely getting nominated and I, and I wouldn't discount her winning, um, especially if the show were to get nominated. Um, yeah. they, they really do love performers in Ryan Murphy's shows. Like, I mean, you mentioned she won for OJ. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's an endless list of people who have won for performances in his shows. Let's not forget that Lady Gaga yeah. won the Golden Globe for her season of Horror Story um, before anybody took her seriously as an actress. Mm -hmm. um, like Ryan Murphy basically laid the groundwork for her to uh, be in serious contention for an Oscar win for, uh, for A Star is Born, at least on, on the acting side. So it's not like it's not outside the realm of possibility that Sarah Paulson um, is in this race. I definitely have her getting nominated um, just because even if um, the show itself isn't in there, I think that, uh, you know, she is so well liked by them and his shows are so well liked that I, I think it's an easy nomination for her. Yeah, I think she gets nominated but doesn't win. Uh, I feel like uh, they love Ryan Murphy shows, but this feels sort of like this year's politician where you have which a lot got of nominated for best comedy which series, got nominated, but didn't yeah. win, but didn't win. And I, I, I think it's, you know, cause that was the shiny new show, but it was, you know, the response was very mixed to it. Um, and Ratchet also had, had fairly mixed reviews. So I think uh, it's the kind of, you know, big showy, brand new show performance from someone they've awarded before on a Ryan Murphy show. They, you know, they like Ryan Murphy. Like, like I agree, she gets nominated. Um, I, I'm not sure how much enthusiasm there will be for that show as a whole. Um, I think, I think she'll have a better, like she's the kind of person who I think her, the show would need to be nominated for her to win. Yeah. You should also just mention while we're talking about Ryan Murphy, it's a possibility he could get like nominated across the board in, drama or at least his, his projects could get nominations across the board because he's got ratchet the politician came back hollywood on the limited side and then on the film side the prom which seems like an easy nomination yeah, and uh right. the boys in the band which is in the drama category so <laughs> it's just like a you know the ryan murphy show over at the golden globes uh, he literally picked one thing per genre and it's like one of these will stick <laughs> A few people we haven't mentioned, Journey Smollett for Lovecraft, uh, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Katrina Balfe, Outlander. Sandra she always gets oh. in, right? 
Yeah, she does. Uh, Sandra O oh for Killing Eve. And there's somebody, oh, Phoebe, this new girl from Bridgerton. I just put her in. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um, but she could be the new the new ingenue that we were just talking about for Emma Corrin. She could be another one. I think it's Denever, is that right? Uh, I'm not sure where the accent is. Yeah, like, I, I have look her... at her name and I see, I, I, I usually look these things up, but there are a lot of names we're discussing. <laughs> yeah. So it's either Denever or Dynavor, or I'm not sure. Denever sounds her... more British. Yeah. I have her nominated. Um, I, I, I have her too. in my, in fact, I mean, God, I mean, we should talk about this as a possibility that she would win actress and Bridgerton could win series. There you go. Could be a yeah, that could thing. be your pair up, especially if they go all in for Bridgerton. Like I, I'm not exactly sure because there's such a big cast. I don't know who their big push for supporting would be. Uh, you got someone like Polly Walker who is just dynamite in anything she does and you know, and is a very showy performance. So if, they, if that gets into like supporting, like we could see, oh, okay, this show is bigger even than we think it is. Uh, in which case we could see a win for series and actress. Good point. Um, we should end just talking about supporting briefly. If, if you're predicting someone from drama, um, mention it now or forever, hold your peace. I have Jillian Anderson winning for supporting actress, um, but I, I think supporting actor could go to Brendan Gleeson over on, for a limited series. Uh, I have Jillian. Um, I think she like, she could be the win for the crown. Like she's the one I'm more, yeah. most confident in. Um, uh, for movie, uh, for for a supporting actor, I do not have a dramatic actor in uh, to win that one. Ooh, we'll talk about that in another category. Yes, you're teasing us. <laughs> yeah. uh, I too have Gillian Anderson winning. Um, so boring. <laughs> I know, but it just it's like it's like John Lithgow for the first season. You know. Yeah, it, it, that's a really good. Yeah, Comparison. it just seems so easy, right? Yeah. Um, I don't have uh, a drama actor winning on the uh, supporting side, but I do have one getting nominated. I, I, it feels like such a weird Golden Globes thing to do that they're going to completely shut out Ozark, except for the one area where <laughs> yeah. everyone thought it should have been nominated. I have Tom Pelfrey yeah. uh, getting nominated for supporting actor. I love <laughs> um, that. Yeah. Well, go and He's make your link too. So, right, yeah. Go, everyone, go and make your predictions for the Golden Globes. If you've already made them, update them. There have been a lot of changes. People switching categories, supporting supporting the lead and comedy to drama. Um, the nominations are announced February third. So keep coming back. We'll, we'll be doing a lot more of these uh, slugfests as the weeks go by. Thanks for watching. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.